Good morning, good day, or good evening, and welcome back to A Little Bit of Think. I'm Lee Michael. And I am Jermaine. Today's topic, lockdown. So, Jermaine, give us a bit of a brief over the last year. What's happened? Yeah, so over the last year, um, the um, COVID-19 has hit our shores, well, not just our shores, but has hit the whole world in quite a big way. Mm. Um, Countries have shut down. Um, closed, reduced transport services, people have been working from home, um, the economy has been damaged quite a bit by it, but in you know, in order to keep people out of hospital, we've had this is a this is a measure that we've had to we've had to take. Uh so yeah. Exactly. And it's flipped the economy upside down here and there, it's flipped some people's lives upside down here and there. Um all sorts of nonsense is happening in terms of business, in terms of personal life, and it's hit on every level. So it's not only economic, but also mental, you know, because, of course, you're trying to live through this lockdown and it can be quite tough not having that social connection. And then also emotional, because then also many of us know people that have died from COVID because it's been so widespread. It's been a hard time. But first, a message from our sponsors. Want to find a hard-to-get item or a certain specialist? Maybe a unique watch, perhaps, or maybe some rare import. Anything on Earth is a custom acquisitions company which can fulfill your needs, whatever that may be. Obtain something special and stand out from the rest. Visit them at www.anythingonearth.org to find out more. Okay, Jermaine, let's go. Lockdown, there's so much to say and so little time for Satan. Mm, um, yeah, I think I'm just going to start. I'm just going to begin by talking about well, pers- I'm talking about my personal experience and have a, um, have a little bit of an- anecdotal. Um, yeah, I have speak a bit anecdotally about myself. Okay. But my lockdown hasn't. It's, I've been a bit fortunate. I think I've said it before, but I have been quite fortunate in the sense that I have been able to daily go out, and it's not breaking the law yeah. because I because of because of the job I do. I'm I have I have to be outside. I can't, I can't. I cannot work from home. So in that sense, being able to see people, my colleagues, um, being able to interact with people, has not really been an issue. It's not. It's not been anything that I've missed. And I do. I don't. It's not something I take for granted either, because I definitely appreciate that there are many people who would kill to be in my spot. Definitely. Yeah, there are people. I, I mean, many of my friends, many of my own friends, people that I. Personally, would not have expected this to affect yeah. as much as it has. It really has affected people, and people have really struggled in this time. Um, you know, the the lack of the lack of ability to be social, and not really seeing family, friends, not being able to travel the way they want to travel. It has really taken its toll on many people, and it has maybe highlighted. The importance of mental health in De- definitely in our society. In our society, that's the idea of you have the idea of the, you know the dichotomy between extrovert and uh, extrovert and introvert, and then the in between the ambivert. And I don't know yeah. how extroverted people by nature are coping during this because they need that social interaction. Mm. It's literally if you want to define extrovert and introvert, extroverts get their energy when out and about around other humans, around other people. Introverts recharge yeah. and get energy by being themselves, you know. And you can have bits of both, but it's whichever one is your core. And extroverts are really in a in a damned place right now. Maybe they they've had to learn to be an introvert at this point. Um but it's been very difficult. And even for me, I'm a, I'm a natural introvert. So you were saying you're going out and it's not affected you as much. For me, it wouldn't have affected me much as well, being a natural introvert. So I don't really need to be out there having that social connection. But even for me, this was difficult. This has been a strange time. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, just, yeah. It's just the, the mundaneness of every life, uh, everyday life. What do you do? What Like, what do you do? All it is is you go out, you know. You, you maybe have a partner that you're with, or maybe not. And if you're if you're not, then you're just alone. You're just alone. You go out, you do your shopping, you come back, and you do nothing. The end. I mean, what, what more maybe, is there? Even and I was gonna, I was even gonna make make the point that even like if you have some discipline, then you're gonna go out and maybe do some exercise. Yeah. And maybe this so that that'll be another time you get to go out. But there's no, there's very limited interaction 
friends and family. And I think even before, you know, even before this, um, before this, this whole lockdown, uh, many people had issues with, you know, with time, you know, they, they were always working and they found, they did find it hard to make time for their friends and their families. But even in that instance, you know, they had their work colleagues around them. They had, they did have people to be around, at, you know, at some point during the day. Mm. But now having that taken away from many people, would really be, I think, catastrophic. Yeah. Here's a good question. What do you think has happened to people in terms of their maturity? Do you think because it's forced people to cope with themselves or their certain environment, you know, maybe they're locked up with their family and they hate their family. Mm. Maybe they're locked up alone and they hate being alone. Or, or you know, every single situation someone's in right now, economically, physically, you know, it has its challenges. Do you think people have, are going to come out maturing from this situation? Do you think they'll actually mature? Or do you think they, they've just tried to ignore things? They've ignored reality right now by trying to escape, you know, maybe through movies, Netflix, you know, all sorts. Like, I, I really wonder if people have taken this... I mean, we mentioned it before in terms of, the, you know, the creativity side. This is a perfect time. This was a perfect time to sort yourself out, to do something creative, to get out there and learn something new. Um, but people haven't even done that to a large degree, it seems like. So you raise you raise a good point, and I think it is there is a lot of depending on how disciplined you were and how much self awareness you had before this whole lockdown that would have completely affected your experience during this time. So, for example, um, I have I have friends on on either side of the scale. So I do have some friends that they didn't you know like they. Like you say, they, they didn't really want to be around their family, but the lockdown had sort of kept them in a position where they didn't have any choice. Mm. Um, they didn't have much space for themselves. And they have th- those are the people that I know that have struggled more than anybody else. On the other hand, I have family, you know, a family I speak to. Yeah. And they've been, they've been so active. They've been so forward thinking in this process where, you know, they've learned, multiple new skills i have a cousin who's just got themselves got themselves a new job because of the skills that they've learned during this lockdown fantastic you know yeah then they're earning a lot more money with this job um there are i've got friends who before this lockdown i would say they were stressed and you know they're still doing the same jobs but they've picked up different habits they've started meditating they've started Mm. praying and it worked and these things are working for them and so you know they've They've overcome so much and, you know, they're really feeling good about themselves. So I think there are people on on e- on either side. There are people that have not matured. There are definitely people that have, you know, sort of found things or people, other people to blame and not really taken their lives into their hands like they might, they, they may have, they could have. But there are people that have definitely thrived and seen this as a, purely as an opportunity to yeah. improve their skill sets to read more, to learn more, to be more creative, to to be a better person to their families, to spend more time in that, you know, some people have been active in that sort of pursuit. So what would you say the, uh, the if we if we could take an uh, anecdotal uh, biased guess, uh, how, how many people, what percentage do you think have actually become productive as opposed to not productive? Oh, that would, that would definitely be the minority. Yeah. I'd say even anecdotally, it's... I can't. I can't see more than ten percent of the people that I know being active and being um, forward, forward thinking in this in this time. I, I definitely agree. So it's, yeah. it's as you said, because you know, from natural human psychology and sociology, you're very much predisposed to your own, uh, you know, your own psychoanalysis kind of thing. You know, you're predisposed, yeah. and it's exactly as you said. If you're predisposed already to be that productive kind of person, then during lockdown, it's not like you're going to have some sort of revelation. It's very unlikely that you'll have some sort of revelation. Instead, exactly. you'll be primed already and be like, okay, and you automatically see this as this is an opportunity, um, which is great. And I wonder, so we understand the productive side. We understand how people have become productive. They've learned new skills and stuff, and they're catapulting themselves into the future armed with more resources. Now, what about Mm. the majority of people? Because the majority of people are the ones voting, are the ones that constitute society. Do you think that these types of people, and it's a really interesting question, do you think that they have become worse in what they're doing? 
So do, do you think they've escaped even more? Do you think they've put, picked up even more worse habits uh, due to uh, being predisposed yeah. to that like more more um, arbitrary kind of... It's arbitrary, the word? The, the, yeah, the more redundant type of lifestyle like that, you know, where they don't have those facilities and they haven't equipped themselves very well. I think there's definitely a case to make that people... Um, that there were people who were who are struggling with discipline before this lockdown have dived deeper into uh in, like you were saying before netflix and have 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 that have 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 dived deeper into a, into a sedentary sedentary lifestyle yeah um because like you say it's, it, it it makes things easier to deal with even me to an extent you know i've i've spent i've spent more time on Netflix, you know, I've caught up with a couple of things, mm. but I have I have also been very mindful of not spending too much time doing these things because I have, again, just like some other people, I have seen this as an opportunity for myself. I've seen this as an opportunity to to um, to to expand my horizons a little bit, and so I have been mindful. I have been quite insecure in the t- in terms of I've not want I've 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 made I've made a conscious effort not to spend too much time being inactive and being sedentary. For sure, I do believe for the majority of people, from what I can see, I you know I I, I don't think I'm qualified to, to judge really, but from what I can see, the majority of people have, in terms of what people talk about, I do think that people have sort of um, slipped deeper into into social media social media people spend a lot more time on social media due to not having anything bestowed any responsibilities bestowed onto them (laughs) yeah and i want to make a point here that um probably because of this delving this full-on full deep dive into social media that people have had the time to during lockdown it's it's been a gateway drug into a conspiracy theory as well, I feel. Simply because of the nature of lockdown and secondly, because of the consumption of social media usage and just the stories that are flying about because everyone's trying to make make sense and understand this unknown that is happening to the whole world. And so you just can't help, but even if you're a casual, casual user of social media, you can't help firstly to be exposed to and hear randomly through third parties, even fourth parties, uh, about conspiracy theories regarding lockdown and, and the virus and the, and the vaccines and stuff like that. Um, mm. <laughs> and then also the evolution of it over time. It's like there are these narratives that are just seeping under underneath our world at the minute. Um, and it's really become a gateway drug into gateway conspiracy into the larger world of conspiracy theory. Uh, I wonder really what's going to happen in the future because usually when this happens, on a larger scale, people end up... And we didn't believe in our news and media already. You know, there are already major problems yeah. with it. But now it's going yeah, to yeah. maybe even be more so. And there'll be distrust in news and media and the state and the government more, I feel, because of it coming out of lockdown. <laughs> it's fun, You know, it's funny you make that point because I was speaking to one of my neighbours about this recently mm. and they were telling me about... There was a... Um, it's a podcast. I think the podcast is called The Art of Manliness. It's another podcast. Okay. And they were listening to a podcast and they said there was... an I think it's an Australian psychologist. Oh, interesting. And he he was linking the idea of boredom because boredom, I, I've heard on many occasions that boredom, like... Only boring people get bored. That sort of thing. Oh, that's for yeah, that's for true, isn't it? Yeah, that's for true. I, I, I always I, that's that's something I always suspected. And he and there there've been many studies to suggest. I can't I can't I can't go into the studies right now because I don't I don't have them in front of me. Mm. But according to this guy, there have been many studies to suggest that people who 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 join who who join extreme extremist factions and have extreme ideas about things, i.e. conspiracy theories and things like that. Yeah. People who, who are disposed to that, generally... They've got nothing better to do their time, is it? Exactly. It's, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's mostly due to, due to boredom. Yeah. You know? You know, it's, I, that, I think, yeah, yeah so it's, it's boredom. And I want to add on that it's not just the boredom. More acutely, I'd say, is that they don't have purpose in life. They just yes. they do not have purpose, so it's 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 boredom because they have no direction and purpose in life, and that's why stuff like mm-hmm. identity politics has become such a hot thing because that in is, such a fragmented that society, is exactly the point. 
Like, mm-hmm. what what do you do with your time? Okay, you go into this conspiracy theories, or or slash you go and become extreme in some way because you feel like core you feel as a part of a group you know you feel like you're a core as a part of a group and you feel welcomed yeah. and you feel belonging and you feel you know all the social things you need to feel um decent as a human being and able in this modern world and it's, it's that is it's, it's completely right it's, it's the boredom of everything it's oh it, it, is, it has definitely been um amplified with this lockdown so we were, i think i believe we were we were, we were um we were having I believe we were having issues with this before. In our say, we were having issues with this before the whole lockdown. So it's been it's been more than a year since yeah. there's there's been an increase in sort of extremist ideology. But definitely, this last year, this past year, there has is I'd I'd see it as a sort of as a brewing pot, mm. and I'd seen it. I've I've definitely seen. I, I me really. I can't. I can't use. It. I can't even use Twitter. I can't even look at Twitter anymore because you know, people are calling for things that I believe are just a year ago. Even a year ago, I would have thought they were mad. But now it's co- yeah, commonplace yeah. for people to call. Oh, for this person to be kicked off for this. For this yeah. person to not. You know, it's. I I don't know if people are genuine gen, genuinely offended or if it is really that they have they don't have their own responsibilities they don't have their own their own um they don't have their own things to handle because somebody because i can imagine somebody who's somebody who works somebody who's paying rent somebody you know somebody who doesn't maybe not earn too much money they've got to pay for their food they've got to pay for their travel they've got to pay for their rent they have like they have kids they've got family somebody who is caught up in the survival i suspect won't have time or won't have you know that won't even have the the energy exactly to, to get to be caught up in i may have mentioned such, before in such politics this idea yeah. of the everyday person let's say the everyday guy or girl that's working and has a family they're, yeah. they're often not on these platforms like speaking religiously about their kind of extremist views um and as you said you know you look on twitter and it's also it's just generally any social media almost all the types mm-hmm. of comments and from the people commenting that have the time to do those type of things, it's asinine. It's almost all of it is just asinine and it's fundamentally like ridiculous. It's, it's to a point where, you, as you said, like a few years ago, you could be like, oh, that's mad, that's crazy. And But at this point, it's getting, it's just like too much. And it's reaching that, the conversation, at least online, has reached that critical mass already where it's just an abundance of of rubbish from every side, from every which way, whatever, you know, because you have one side, you know, it's the whole idea of uh, po- polarism, where you have um, one side, like, uh, becoming the polar opposite of the other side, and they're just feeding each other in some sort of cycle, yeah, because they fundamentally yeah. reject each other's views. And then you get people mm-hmm. that aren't just willing to listen to any sort of conversation about anything, really, um, or have an, at least some of an open mind to have a discussion. And yeah, the lockdown has really perpetuated this whole cycle all these cycles and so I really wonder once we get exposed to regular society again after lockdown yeah. I, I got a feeling because again as we established most people maybe 90% or so who knows how much but most people at least will have been in this cycle somewhere you know just delved into social media delved into yeah. these escapist kind of yeah. things and I think we'll genuinely find people become more quiet in the workplace because they just don't know. Firstly, they don't have the skills to actually bring up conversation properly, right? Secondly, that's some, they'll get that's offended that's, quickly. That's, that's, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that is something. The the the, the lack of, um, not the lack of skills, but the social interactions will be different because people, when once they once we come out of this lockdown, people will definitely find it a lot more difficult to be social. Yeah, um, with other people, social skills have definitely been affected. Um, during during this time, and we've been encultured, also, isn't it? We've been encultured by uh, all, all the social socialization that's happening online. To again, as as yeah. we said, hold these extremist views, and so you can't. Of course, you can't. You don't even know now what if what you're saying is extreme to someone else or not. You know, if you start even briefly talking about conspiracy theory, what does that mean? What does that mean for the other person? Do, yeah. do they like have they been reading yeah. the same kind of thing? So you can't even bring it up. People don't even have the confidence, I would argue, to bring that up casually, and then. And then, uh, then establish that conversation in a decent way as well, because mm. you know, I, I, as as we know, you know, these things they make you more extreme. So, like, you might end up being really overly passionate about it, and you could even get fired at one point because you don't even realize you're oh, saying certain s- things. S- it's 
and somebody somebody will complain. I I just think that the rise of of people not minding their own business that is something that has definitely been amplified because in so, on social media I don't I'm I think there is a case to say that many people do not are not able to distinct between to make the distinction between social media and real life now because social media you have access to more or less the words and the thoughts of everybody yeah. so you can see what people are saying even if people are trolling like you have access to see, you can see the the inner works and the inner thoughts of of the majority of people and if something offends you you have the ability anonymously to even come out and just you know argue argue about it and get in get involved in other people's business yeah and a lot of people i believe sort of see that safety on social media and think that it translates into it, it translates into the real world and I do believe that once we come back into, like you were saying, people will be more people be, will be more afraid to speak out. Once we do return to some semblance of normality, there will be just people minding their own, their own business. I don't expect it to be to be as common as it was before. I, I believe people um, people people will be having private conversations, and somebody might be eavesdropping. If they hear something they don't like, they'll be ready, they'll be ready to get involved. They'll be ready to to start shouting and arguing and things like that you know I, I do believe that we've we've seen we've seen maybe the end of minding your own business which is quite quite difficult for me to take personally yeah I, I do believe yeah. and uh, it's, it's also fairly scary because as you've mentioned before as well our generation was kind of the start of the internet generation we just about saw yes. all that change happening now the, mm-hmm. now the, the you know it, it's shocking to me that someone born in 2000 is now 21 for example um, yeah, and it's the, the the problem is now there's this generation that has been raised on this kind of social media on this kind of thing, and lockdown has just perpetuated it to some crazy degree, as we've said. And the thing is, this the, we are now the adults of the future. We are literally going to be like thirty before long, and yeah. when now we have this this new generation of adults that are now controlling things, that are now in the workplace and sorting things out, I really wonder how all this how all this manipulation like on the, on the media and stuff and how all this influence from it all is going to affect you know foreign policy you know internal business policy it's going to affect yeah. governmental policy we've already seen it happen in Canada and partially in the UK and the US uh, but especially in Canada they, they've gone like oh they've gone whole hog with it you know they've ran it down the road um and it's all about even in even enshrined in government law now there's identity politics, you know, and protecting identities and protecting people. Yeah, and it hasn't had a time yeah. to... They've done it, They've kind of jumped the gun a bit, I think, because it hasn't had time to, to sit in society's uh, mind and for us to understand it. It, it. Rather, what's happened is that they want to be seen as a progressive society and then they've just haphazardly put all these, like, laws into place that, that are actual law, law, you know? Um, whereas, it, yeah, it needs to be the, revisited more, I think. At the cost, at the cost of looking to not care about the rights of people or even even i mean it, I, can't, yeah. I can't imagine i can't i can't imagine that most people are even are even informed about these changes in in the law no exactly like if, got, if, like if we're talking about canada I, I can't believe that the majority of people are even informed that what's going like about the things that are going on so for for, for it to be i mean generally people are not are not so aware of what's going what's the changes being made in the law. Yeah, exactly. These Even ones, for normal things. These are something that will yeah, these this is these are things that just come up in conversation. You know, people just you know, you've you've been brought up a certain way, you've been brought up in a certain area, there's just things that you're used to saying. And now, just by virtue of of maybe some a little bit of outrage and, you know, um the country wanting to be seen as a progressive country, what you are now saying is illegal. Exactly. And, and the coercive, coercive speech like that is a strange point. It's a strange point. It's, it's, it gets dicey there. And, and that's the exact same idea. It's like this jump, this jump in an ideological concept where forget about, like, forget about understanding the concept itself. As you said, people don't even know what's happening in general law. Right and general changes. Mm. People don't even know about the economics and tax changes that happen every year. That's not that's not common knowledge for some reason. And then to yeah. further further put into law ideological concepts that the general populace doesn't even understand or even know about. 
That's crazy. Mm. Now that that's the jump, you know. Mm. Yeah, we. I think we can get to that point slowly. So I, I don't fundamentally disagree with it because maybe, yeah, maybe that is the future. Maybe that is fine. But I'm just saying, you know, you still have, for example, to put it in more extreme ways, you still have old people that will not that they'll find these concepts so foreign, and then they have to suddenly live there's by a, it. Like so exactly. foreign. There's a whole generation of there's a whole generation of people, multiple generations of people that. We will not be able to deal with these changes. I mean, even people, even people who were born around, you know, people, young people, people who were born in the noughties, in the early noughties, mm. even there's, you know, you have you have people like that who are raised by older people. They will find it difficult to to maybe adjust and make the adjustment, you know, to um to un- to even understand where the, where where the whole background of these laws are coming from for sure and the impact on it society be because we because it's been a sudden change and a sudden radical change i'd say because again because of that jump mm. right we don't know yeah. there's this theory like i'll briefly speak about it it's called anomie by emil durkheim and he's a sociologist and what it is is that anomies when a sudden change happens and then society's values and norms just go out the window because no one knows what the new social values and norms are. And when that happens, mm. you get higher suicide rates in society. You have higher, like, mm. uh, p- people dying earlier. You know, th- there's all sorts of social... You have people not marrying, you know, and people being less relationships. Divorce goes higher because people don't know how to yeah. act in society. That's it. That's as simple as that. People yeah. don't know how to act. Like, yeah. What's a decent way of acting nowadays? Nobody exactly knows because it's just such there a sudden really a change. Line. Yeah. And so, anyway, back onto our idea, just general... Lockdown, lockdown. Well, what what other areas do you think in life people have been affected by, um, have been affected in? Okay, so I mean, you definitely have the social aspect, yeah. but I think phys- physically, you know, there are people who used to rely on, you know, their their commute to, oh, to yeah. get a little bit of a, you know, just a little bit of ex- just a little bit of daily sure, exercise, cycling and, and all sorts. You know, like I, exactly. I, I mean, and I was talking about this before about discipline. There are people. The majority of people are not disciplined. Yeah. You know, the majority of the majority of people are not disciplined in that sense. So there will definitely be people who have picked up bad <laughs> habits at home. You know, yeah, yeah, for sure. Constantly order, ordering McDonald's and KFC. People that don't run. People that don't that don't do exercise. Yeah. People, um, I mean, harking back to our previous point, if you're already predisposed to exercise, if you're already the one cycling, you're going to be already the one per- person going out and exercising. You know, you're going to be the same person. Yes. And if if you're the yes. one that just sat on the bus and was lazy or like just did not do any activity, just generally, you're going to be the one even more sitting down now, isn't it? And becoming even more exactly. unhealthy. You're not going to. You're not going to become. You know. Just because there's a lockdown and you've got loads of free time and just sitting at home, you're not just going to magically become somebody who just loves running or loves cycling. Yeah. This is something, yeah, this is, so that will be, that's one of the things I definitely expect to see. I definitely expect to, I mean, like I say, I see people jogging every day. I see people cycling every day. Um, I definitely think there's even been an increase in the people, but mm. for the vast majority of people, um, physically, they would have, they will have been affected negatively. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. And just like the other statistics as well, you know, alcohol some consumption. I mean, this statistic increased so rapidly that they could release it so early. The alcohol in- consumption increased drastically immediately as lockdown started. And, oh, I, think, wow. and I think also household abuse increased as well. I mean, and uh, you know, you yeah, can understand why it would. I, I, I read... I read that I did read the domestic abuse had increased. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, this was this was last this was last year as well. Yeah, this was early last year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right at the beginning, isn't it? It was literally right at the beginning. Yeah. By, by I think we went locked down in March, April, roughly or something like that. Um, and then by what June, June these statistics were out yeah. saying you know everything's crazy. They these released for all figures. these reasons and whatnot. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it shows so, uh, tendency towards you know this kind of physical area that people are being affected by, um, and uh, as well as that what you have around you, you know, just in your house, your bed, your desk, and we alluded to the beds and stuff like that in that previous podcast, but if you have that stuff around you, you're going to be lazy. You know, you, you want to yeah. like sit down on your bed, suddenly you're asleep, middle of the day for no reason, you have nothing better to do, you're bored, you know, like, mm. um, what else, like, hopefully someone has a cat or a dog or some sort of pet, you know, that can keep them entertained, that's a bit of a plus, uh, keeps you a bit more healthy as well, you know, m- mentally and physically, yeah. but... But geez, there are, there aren't many. There aren't many. There are many distractions around you. You know, you might have uh, chips, crisps, 
sodas, all sorts, just sitting there mm. waiting to be consumed. And you're just going to consume it, isn't it? And also, when you're cons- it's, if it becomes a, it becomes a, a cycle. You know, when you're consuming those things, you sort of you know, you sort of want more. Yeah. You know, you, you keep going. You keep going after the same things because you know, and then you. Oh, I can I can speak I can speak from personal experience. You know, you when when you're eating those things, they t- they taste better. They don't really taste better, but you know they've got the sugar content, yeah. and sugar plays with your with your brain, with your brain chemistry. Yeah. But you've got you've got the sugar. You suddenly don't you don't want to cook. Maybe if maybe you're cooking before, and then it's sort of you you sort of pick up habits. You slowly pick up bad habits when you start making these changes. To that side, and honestly, the more you spend time away from people telling you, or oh, you're picking up, you're picking up bad habits, the more difficult it, the more difficult it gets to escape those habits. Yeah. So usually, me, I'm lucky because I have people around me. When I'm, if I go, if I'm veering off too far in one direction, I have people to sort of, you know, remind me, um, Jermaine, you're, you know, this, like, this is happening. Are you aware that this is happening with you? And I'll take a step back and I'll be like, oh, maybe you're right. But this is a good segue into like uh, one of the topics yeah. we wanted to cover. This idea of how much people are willing to relinquish their freedom. Ah, uh, yes, 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 yes. Because yes. Pe- yeah, um, people are just being contained in this way. Honestly, um, this lockdown has lasted. So it's been a year. Not everybody has been holed up at home for for a whole mm. year, but. Many people have not left their houses, especially elderly people. Elderly vulnerable oh, yeah. people have not left their houses in in a long time, in several months. And I'm just thinking, how how long are people willing to not leave their house um, in order for the government to sort out the problem that we have? Because yeah. I understand the whole point of the lockdown was to keep people out of hospitals until the vaccine was, you know, was was available. Or the safe the safe vaccine was available, um, but I I do but part of me believes that if the government did say they were going to extend the lockdown another three four months past the, is it the the sixteenth of June that they yeah. said that they're going to cut there so if they were if they were going to extend it into the into summer into the end of summer I do believe there are a group of people that would be happy to continue uh, and quite a big group of people to happy to continue staying at home and they'd be happy to continue the lockdown. It is straight up easier. It is straight up easier to like, regardless if you had a job before or you didn't, it's straight up easier to not do anything, isn't it? Just to yes. just to get up, move a few steps, just to relinquish, eat, drink, um, go back to sleep. It's... <laughs> all, all responsibility and to... <sighs> Reminds me of my hamster. I've got a hamster in a cage. And that's basically what she does. She just gets up, you know, has a bit of a run on the wheel, you know, which is more exercise than most people are doing, and eats a bit and then goes back to sleep. And we're basically in a similar situation. What did happen, though, earlier, even quite early in lockdown, and this might be a premonition for what would have happened to other countries around the world, like if lockdown had continued more, because as you said, even though there are quite a few people that would have, wouldn't have minded, um, in some Scandinavian countries... They they were in uproar. They were in uproar. They were like, no, we're going to just go out. You can't tell us what to do. You yeah, can't tell us what to do as a yeah. government. We're just going to yeah. do what we want. We're going to gauge safety for ourselves and sort it out ourselves. I know I know there were there were parts of France on the on the outskirts of the city, in the outskirts of Paris, there were um, a lot of the the African the African communities, they they had that sort of mindset as oh, well. Because initially yeah. there was there was the lock there was the lockdown, and you know everybody sort of went along with it along with it for for a little while, maybe a month or so. But then after a while, everybody was like, okay, no, this is we don't we do not want to live like this. Therefore, we will not live like yeah. this. Yeah, yeah, and many people did take a stand. It's difficult. It's um, difficult for some people to yeah. see the larger picture. That's the problem no one has yeah. experience of seeing the larger picture globally in this way we just we don't i'm surprised that mm-hmm. so many people have actually adhered to the rules as best they have um i'm surprised there weren't more people going crazy <laughs> the same as me. and i think in certain countries like the uk for example in in the uk people are it might be seen as negative but people are really slaved to the government sometimes um, when Boris yeah, Johnson was initially off. saying, nah, don't worry, you know, it's fine, blah, 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 you know, right at the beginning, it's not going to come here, basically. 
Uh, and that was yeah. a many English households' attitude, you know, especially if you're like the the average middle class kind of household, which is the majority of people. That was their attitude, you know, that it's just some other third world kind of thing. That it's just it's them. They're gonna get the yeah. virus. Oh, it's so terrible! What's happening over there? Like Ebola, for example. You know, that was just over there. Oh yes. And yes, that yes, yes. that was the attitude. And other people were seeing no, no, no. Actually, something is way worse. Something way worse is happening here. And then all of a sudden, they panic panicked, went into lockdown, Boris Johnson fully 180'd, and then suddenly this kind of British middle class populace they were the ones being like we have to stay in, guys we have to stay in we can't yeah, go here, there, yeah, wherever, we must yeah. stay in, like it's like, they yeah. just 180'd completely because they're like they just believe in the government so much so I think in some countries, in countries that they really do believe in the government, I think that's been one reason why there hasn't been as much of a, an uproar, but generally oh, again, that's a, that's I'm, I'm surprised it's a great point. I I I, I had um, not my not my neighbours, but I did have an experience of somebody I know's neighbours um, sort of telling on them, you know, calling the police on yeah. them because they had um, visitors. It turned out that it was just their you know it was just their parents visiting visiting them, but their their neighbours did call the police on them. Yeah, because because their parents came over because apparently you're not supposed to have visitors and things like this during this time. And you did make the point about this country having having many people who are just sort of willing to just, you know, just follow whatever guidelines the government put out for them. And even if it's to their own... Detriment. Exactly. And that's that larger point of yeah. being able to relinquish yeah. their freedom. It's really shown mm-hmm. which countries in the world and which peoples and their governments, which people are really willing to follow the government like regardless you know i mean regardless of it being it's, it's a very good point to stay indoors and stuff you know during this time because you don't want to be susceptible you don't want to spread it and you don't want to catch it yourself that that's good but you can really see how how much people are willing to give up sacrifice um because an authority basically has told them oh that's even a, that's another another good point that you make um this this whole time I, i've always thought that okay with this, with the virus, people who are vulnerable, um, or people who are afraid, um, should should stay home. Like no problem, yep. fine. Those of you who are willing to risk it and to risk your own well being, you can you go outside as well. I always thought that was a a fair way to look at things, and I, I did hear reports about people, um, you know, uh, again people getting involved in other people's business. You know, you may be afraid, but you feel. You have a duty to in, to tell people not to go out and not not to live their lives as they wish to live their lives. I think there was definitely a, a massive, um, uh, a, a massive increase in that kind of mentality with yeah. people, and that's something that I, I I don't want to say it's endemic to this country or specific to mm-hmm. this country, but it was something that was. It was a point that has been made to me on many occasions that you know that there were people who would who would think and speak like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in this, in this people that haven't really been exposed to the concept over here in the UK or even just generally in the West, but it's definitely a US idea of this kind of libertarianism. Um, that you know this minimal state you have such a minimal state that can't tell you what to do and you just mind your own business and you make your own decisions because you're like an active um, intelligent human being you know and you can make the best choices and as long as you're not affecting anyone else's life then you know no one else can affect yours should or should affect yours in that kind of same way Mm -hmm. it's kind of libertarian kind of idea I definitely don't I don't believe that we have that that's something that we're very familiar with in this country I think this country I mean this country historically has been a monarchy um, I still do believe in some ways it is, I mean, the people here are still su- subjects. I'm not going to say it's a bad thing or a good thing. I still do believe the people in this country see them, um, the, um, the people who have, you know, who've had, who've, grown, who've had grandparents and who have ancestors that were, that existed in this country during the time, during the last 200 to 400, maybe even 600 <laughs> yeah. years. They, they do, they do have that sort of thing within them where they, they see themselves as subjects to to this country, yeah. so they will do you know. So you know, like you say, they from any sort of governmental authority, they are willing to say, okay, cool, we will listen to what you. We will listen to what yeah, you say. Yeah, it's the permanent undertone, yeah. English undertone of being nationalistic, isn't it? That is yes, uh, yes, yes. Friedrich Nietzsche actually 
the powerhouse that he is, he actually wrote about it, and he he just quipped when I was reading some of his work. He just quipped on the side randomly that you know mm. the, the English, the English, they're they're very um, to paraphrase completely and just to summarize, he put the English they're over there they're enjoying because they're very visceral people you know they're very in tune with their emotions and stuff and they're happy to be yeah. like under someone because all there are they're just there without a brain to enjoy stuff so he said it mix yeah. the prettiest of women um because they're docile and they're and and they're proper and they're decent and they retain their femininity in that way but it also means yeah. that they're by and large like stupid because they're easily manipulated uh, and uh, yes, just opposed yes, it, you know, um, to uh, just was the right word. Anyway. J- opposed it to Germany, for example, which had like different types of thinkers, as well as even France, which had different type of thinkers that were trying to break free from that kind of um, from that kind of authority, basically. I, I absolutely see what he's talking yeah. about. Uh, even being being born and raised in this country, um, like I say, it's not something I see as wrong or right. It's just an observation that I've always made in my life, and especially during the over the last year, I've seen, I've seen it really come into in, into play into the forefront, and definitely, yeah. Like I said, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm definitely not angry about it, but I think it is, it is. There is a there is a little bit of an issue with it if you look at if you look around the world in other places where everybody sort of takes does. People do not take people don't they take their freedom very seriously, yeah, and they're 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 very happy to question the authorities, the people who are put in charge, which is which essentially will make for better individual lives. In my yeah, opinion. I think you do need a balance because uh, I don't think people are the best agents all the time for their own decisions and decision making, and I think they do affect just general society in a negative way. Um, like not not everyone, not everyone can sort themselves out basically because you know as, as we know um how we're for example the social media kind of phenomenon you know as it influences us and manipulates us in different ways we might end up doing quite destructive things if it was all up to us in the end and we'd never know mm. about it we never know about it I, ideally ideally i i think that is it's good to you know have your own agency and have your own responsibility and keep it unto yourself but as we know just from the example of the lockdown where as we were saying maybe about 90% of people have not been doing good things with themselves like <laughs> how are they then supposed to run a household and then treat other de- people <laughs> decently as well it's it's a, it's a dodgy one yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it is a dodgy one uh, yeah I, ideally if people could do but it'd be fantastic I mean I guess that I, I, I do I, in some in some way in some odd way I do see that as sort of the human nature the human condition where you know um it's not not everybody is going to. It's not going. Not everybody is going to be interested in having that kind of um, liberty. Yeah, yeah. Not everybody. Not everybody wants it. Yeah, you know? exactly. In fact, I'd say even the the vast majority of people are not interested in that. You know, people are looking for the looking for the. For the simplest yeah. way to do. Things, I was about to know? say that comfortable. Yeah. I think people are just looking to be comfortable, mm. whatever comfortable means. Um, and yeah. however they get it, whatever it doesn't matter. Just they want to be comfortable. Then that's that is the best. That's yes. the best. So before we get uh, to our feature, so before our feature, we've got another message. So before we get onto our feature, we've got another message from our sponsors. Ever wanted to live and work in the UK by yourself or with your whole family? The Carry Group has UK experts with over 20 years experience in each field. Let them custom tailor a solution for you, including private school or university placement, relocation, job placement, insurance, banking, forex, English translations, or even private tuition. Visit them now at www.carrygroup.org to start your journey today. That's K-A-R-I, Carry. That's some, that's some great work that the carry the carry group is doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was based off Hong Kong, you know. There's so many problems yeah, in Hong yeah, Kong. Yeah. The whole company was based off getting people away from Hong Kong and to the UK because, uh, as you know, British National Overseas passports opened up to more people from Hong Kong, so they can come here and live. It's great. Oh, that's a fantastic idea. Fantastic. Yeah, I love, I love the concept. I love the concept. And for today's feature, Jermaine, how do you feel about these supposed, these prepared, these? Um, these reported vaccine passports and all their implications. Okay, yeah, that's that's it's a, it's a, it is an interesting question. Um, personally, I I'm trying to avoid taking a vaccine if possible. Yeah. 
But at the same time, you know, somebody said to me that I've been given the illusion of choice in terms of the vaccine. And, you know, I pondered on what he was saying. And, you know, in the end, I sort of, I agree. Because I know that I'm somebody that likes to travel. I do travel. I like to travel multiple times a year, if I can. So I cannot imagine a time now from this, you know, while vaccines are being handed out and and everyone's being and all the nations are being careful of who they're allowing in, I can't really imagine a time that in the future where we won't need to sort of certify that we've taken a vaccine, or you know, or that we're 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 fit and we're 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 not going to spread yeah. this COVID virus. So, I mean, am I for the vaccine? Not necessarily, but. Do I understand that eventually I will have to take it? Yes. I'm I'm kind of coming to grips with the fact that if I want to live... When I say normally, I mean, if I want to live the way I was living before and living the, doing the kind of things I wanted to do and the kinds of things I was, I was doing before, it would be necessary for me to, to take the vaccine. Mm. But I will wait. I'll wait as long as I can you know to see i want to wait for further you know further further yeah further confirmation um, for well, like how things work with the vaccines how safe they are more reports ex- about it ex- exactly i'm gonna have i want to have a little bit more um research done personal research research done by other scientists i'm gonna have a look i want to have a little bit more time to make a, a more informed exactly, decision yeah but i do believe eventually i will be taking the vaccine i do feel you? similarly i'm reluctant to but you know if i have to do it at the end you know, I'll sort it out. But I was mm-hmm. explaining to my mum yesterday the difference between the modern vaccines. You have the, you know, the typical type of vaccine, uh, which which are the ones that are actually less effective at the minute, it seems, where you have a deadened or weakened version of the of the virus, and then uh, yeah. it gets injected into you, and then your body like fights it, and then learns how to fight it, right? Um, and creates antibodies for it for for the specific protein in the vaccine, like on on the outside of the oh, sorry on the outside of the coronavirus itself. Then you have this more yeah. new way, and this new way has only been created in the last or or been used really in the last ten years. But commercially on this level, it has not been used. I don't think for any major vaccine. And this new way is the okay. one that um, it, it just worries me a little bit because it's a little more, it's a little more unnatural to the body. Invasive. Oh, okay. Right, and I was okay. explaining to my mum okay. there yesterday that it's it's to do with mRNA. So mRNA, you know, it's it's the idea that they send you, they put in like this foreign code into your body, this mRNA, and mRNA then duplicates itself, and um, it it is basically not duplicates itself. Sorry, it, it gives instructions to your body to make a certain protein based off the mRNA. And as you know, you know DNAs are just proteins, so it's it's a similar process of how DNA is duplicated, basically. And so the mRNA creates oh. this foreign protein. Like, well, this foreign mRNA suggests and like, tells your body how to create a protein. And then this protein is um, is the thing that activates the antibodies to then fight against the coronavirus. Now, it's, it's still like fairly natural, but it's still less natural than your body learning it by itself because you are injecting is this it... foreign like DNA essentially into you. It's not it's not exactly the same Sounds... thing, but it's similar. Sounds a little bit like um like an engineer sort of. That's exactly what it is, yeah. Um, put putting instructions into like a robot, and the robot sort of. Um, I mean, like you say, is it like in terms of the DNA duplication, there is there is a bit of naturalness. It is a bit. It is quite natural, but also it's like you know, there's a little bit more control in terms of the the issuers. Not to not to sound not to sound um, conspiratorial mm, yeah. or anything, but there is a yeah you know there's a little bit more responsibility on those issuing because you know say they've the codes that they use on are not accurate you know yeah I mean I, there there has been a lot of money thrown at this, but at the same time I believe that the time taken to see the effects is more important than the amount of money invested in producing the thing in regards for sure so. And- you know, yeah, they, so. they are saying, just so everyone knows, they are saying, you know, the mRNA method is safe. It is safe because that mRNA yes. thing, it does yeah. not duplicate in any way by itself or anything like that. That is somehow discarded by the body. But I still would argue we don't know fully 
what uh, knock-on effects that this mRNA and, and the protein that it's creating, any knock-on effects that they may have in the body, or as well how it's disposed of it and where it goes after it's been disposed. If it does just d dissipate somehow into the body and breaks down, that's fine. But you know, we we, we had, as you said, not not much time has gone gone on. Like we had to check out the time. Uh, after a few months, when we have more reports, we understand more about this, then we can make a better conclusion for all of its side effects and how it's affecting people in the future. Yeah. Um, I do want to mention yes. that this might become the norm, isn't it? This whole vaccine yeah. passport yeah. idea might become the norm because what if something else similar happens in the future? And then they and then they just have this kind of one vaccine passport. It's like okay, you've got uh, the COVID vaccine, you've got the COVID strain two, blah 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 vaccine from the UK or whatever. Then you have got this other vaccine. You know, it's just easier to check. I mean, it, may, it does make sense, and it is it's quite handy and convenient for. And it's something that all governments could be like, yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, and even, <laughs> yeah, I was thinking employers, but even governments could all could could all come together and say, yeah, this is this sounds very useful. We could we should just implement. Yeah, it's this. literally a threat to humanity, and each government wouldn't want that threat in their country. It's basically as simple as that. Yeah. Yeah. So I I mean the, the idea is good, but um, I don't I don't know. It, again, if it it depends on how far you want to go down that conspiracy route, isn't it? it depends on how far you want to go down there, yeah. because if they start doing that, then they just might start adding more and more stuff to that, and then you can't really. Have you don't really have control over travel yourself? It's another way of keeping you within the country. Then what if you can't afford exactly. those vaccines, and then you're barred from entering other countries because you can't afford those vaccines? You know, I mean, right now it's been given away for free the COVID one, but what if more things get added added to it and stuff like that? You just you just never know what it's going to yeah. lead on in, into basically. We never know what the line will be yeah. drawn. Yeah. So yeah, good idea. I think for humanity in general, but I, I just who knows what it can evolve into? Just who knows. Exactly. Like this is this is one of those things where you know I don't I don't really want to tell people what to yeah. do. I don't have an interest in telling people what to do about what, what choice to make about it. But I would definitely like people to think about. You know, certain people might have might have, might be very staunchly for the vaccine, or very staunchly for the passport. I'd just like to remind them. You know, there are you know how how far how far can it be taken? You know, how far can it really go? And how much control do we end up losing? In the That's world? it. Yeah. And again, back to the theme of relinquishing our freedom. How much control do we potentially want to lose later on? Uh, but these decisions have to be made now, isn't it? I'm guessing because it's yes, a serious yes. situation, the whole COVID situation. So, yeah. We'll, we'll just see what happens and we'll just try to just learn about it guys you know learn about it ch make a, your own opinion check out the studies check out the reports just keep an eye on what's happening um don't do it through the media just they're, lit they're literally reports being put out in the from the european us and uk government governments um just check them out and make your own opinion about it and keep an eye on it you know it's, it's definitely worth keeping an eye on because this will affect you your future your children's future and all of humanity potentially absolutely so yeah check it out that's it for today's show make sure to check us out on our social media pages at albert official or our personal ones and we'll be back with you again next week for another quaint episode of a little bit of think goodbye from me lee michael and that's goodbye from me jermaine and thank you for listening today take care see you next time see you